All right, welcome everyone to another episode of Behind the Human. I'm your host, Mark Champagne, and it's my job to unpack the stories and mental fitness practices of people living at the top of their game, personally and professionally. There we go. That was better for everyone listening. I messed up the first intro. Uh, today, today, I'm speaking with Mimi and Chase, who like to say they are happily divorced and in love. Love that. They were childhood sweethearts and married in their early 20s. Three years later, they actually separated and divorced, never thinking they would see each other again. They both hit physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual rock bottoms. After three years of intense self-development and personal epiphanies, their lives crossed paths organically. And within six months, Mimi moved in with Chase for part two of their relationship. They also host the Medicine Podcast and are passionate about helping people proactively create deep, healthy, passionate partnerships supported by healthy and conscious lifestyles. I just love the link of all of that. So (laughs) I am ecstatic to have you both. Welcome to the show. Wow. Thanks so much. Thanks thanks for having us. Thanks for the intro. Oh, absolutely. I, I mean, I've been pumped ever since we we were first introduced. And obviously, you know, I had the, the opportunity to come on your show as well. So I was just looking forward to, to to having this conversation again, jumping into your stories. And I really believe in the work that you're doing. And, and like I said, mm. the integration of, you know, the importance of, of, of spending time on your relationships, but then linking that with we need to be healthy humans, you know, that's yeah. kind of key, right? And everything that, that surrounds that ecosystem. So, I mean, I'm sure we'll get into all of that, but the first question really for, for both of you and everyone gets the same one to avoid essentially job titles and, and stuff like that is just like, who are you? You know, mm-hmm. as, as, as you sit here today, cause I know that evolves, but who are you today? That's such a good question. And I forgot that you asked this and <laughs> Um, because I, I, I remember when I first heard that and I was like, okay, when we go on, I'm going to have a really good answer. <laughs> um, I would say um, uh, avoiding job titles or anything. Um, I think the phrase that I would most identify with right now is I am a soul that's trying to discover itself Ooh. and remember my wholeness. Oh, I like that. Mm-hmm. I like that. Chase, I'll, I'll keep it brief. Okay. I'll just okay. leave it there. Yeah, that that is uh, that is Tell tough, about your soul, tough Chase. To follow. Uh, I am, uh, you know, and and that's the question. It's like, what is it? The Zoolander movie where he looks in the the puddle in his reflection and he asks, "Who am I?" Yeah. Um, yeah, and and yeah. that's, I mean, that that sums it up perfectly. We're all trying to figure out exactly who we are without our labels and our attachments to identity. Um, and for me, and, and it's one of the questions I, I ask and reflect consistently, but it's like forgetting programming, forgetting fear, forgetting the conditioning of this world, what lights my soul up, uh, what, what makes me uh, happy and passionate and lose track of uh, time where I stop telling myself stories of uh, the past or worrying about the future and really am present. And uh, that is what I love. And that is what I am lit up by is finding those little moments. We call them magic bubbles. Um, but sitting in the presence of what is possible now without the chaos and the noise of the future or the past. I'm just writing that down, finding your magic bubbles. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, that's just the state of the world that we're, we're all in. It, it's, you know, amplified, obviously, everything that you just said, right? Like just the narratives, the stories, the the noise and the emotions and so forth. And I think it's just so critical that um, we all find our, like you said, your magic bubbles, but find those practices, those people, those rituals and, 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 and everything in between to, to help us just focus on, you know, what we can control, mm-hmm. right? And, totally. and keep that mind thriving and healthy. So yeah. Yeah. So how have you, I mean, I, I'll, we can definitely dive into some of the backstory, uh, which I'm, you know, I'm sure you've, you've spoken about uh, at length on, on other shows and so forth. So, I mean, I, I don't like to always repeat the same stuff, but it, you know, we can get into that, that story at one point if it weaves in, but I would be more interested to know just, you know, where you're at right now, like what, what have you been doing over the last, you know, few months or so in terms of your own, uh, relationship and reflection and keeping Mm. your minds healthy throughout everything that's going on? Oh, that's such a good question. Um, I would say we are, I mean, over the last 
few months specifically, um, we've both been really deep into this new kind of arm of our impact uh, and the the mission that we have in the world. And um, I'll I'll speak for myself, I guess. Um, I've been discovering this part of my soul that is a teacher. And um, I going back to job titles in the 3D, um, I'm a, a dental hygienist by degree. I haven't actually worked clinically in a couple of years because I've been on this other path of my soul. Okay. And so that started out with medicinal mushroom education and this immune supplement that we have called uh, Immune Intel HCC and, you know, teaching women about how to clear HPV naturally and all this wonderful, wonderful, um, wonderful things. And, and uh, really, trying getting to express myself my teacher side through education via Instagram and courses and everything like that it organically came to me that like part of the reason why Chase and I went through so much hell in our life yeah. individually and together is so that we could come out of it and that there would then be a a much bigger purpose to it so that other people could learn from it and, and maybe not go through the, the hell that we did. And sure. so with that, um, I'm discovering this part of myself um, on in this course area of it's called Deep Love is this course that I'm creating and, and uh, launches in February. And it's, it's meant for women. Uh, who really want to understand more tools and more healthy and effective ways to practice um, effective communication, things like that, devotion in a really tangible way to create deep, conscious, passionate partnership. Mm. In short, people who have the love, but maybe they feel like they're growing distant and uh, need some extra tools to inject that consciousness and passion and spark back into their relationship. And so that's the part of myself that I'm discovering and uncovering right now. And Chase is so wonderful because although it's being led by me, he's going to come in for some Q and A's and provide the balanced masculine perspective, which is so important. And, um, and we, we just get to, I feel like we talk about it every day. And, yeah. Um, you, you know, it's, it's funny. You mentioned like, Oh, you guys have probably told your story often and, and we really haven't. Uh, yeah. In fact, we started, started this podcast and started this passion of ours just in the, in the lane of holistic health and yeah. leaning into your diet and your exercise and your mindset and your spirituality and, you know, maybe a little bit of your relationship. And, you know, we're, we're two years into this podcast and through this sort of like, community that we've been able to build and and the theme of relationship continues to surface and we've been really really um slow to just fully unveil our story because it is it is very deep and and powerful and very personal and, and too. personal yeah, yeah so we course. were hesitant to like use it as like a marketing tool do you know what i mean like it's <laughs> yeah, like yeah. you know hey how to get back with your ex-wife like we never wanted to have that sort of energy with our story totally i get that but this thing just kept smacking us in the face of there is there is a deep serious need for relationship uh community for uh opportunities to empathize with other people's stories and so you know over the last six months or so we've just been really intentionally leaning into and stepping into the river of relationship and realizing that it's not just romantic relationship it's relationship with all of these other things that we're passionate about a relationship with your food a relationship with your fitness a relationship with some level of higher power whether you define that as god whether you define that as just a a greater meaning for your life and eliminating and processing through these this transactional world that we live in where everything is a shortcut everything is a hack everything is a how do I do this in the quickest way possible and remove the humanity of it? And so we've been trying to lean into this idea that, listen, life is about relationships. It doesn't matter what lane you're in. We have found our romantic relationship, our partnership to be the greatest teacher, to be the greatest mirror. And the more we lean into and invest in that, the more it trickles holistically into other spaces of our life as well. Mm-hmm. Totally. So that's that's essentially where we've been 
been sitting here for probably about six months and just really making a intentional decision to say like, yo, we have a calling for this relationship thing. And how do we do this in a way that's not how to fix your marriage in five steps type approach? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and really. Uh, one thing that I would add to that is, you know, in this realm of relationships to uh, your food and to your fitness and to some level of divine also with yourself. What does that look oh, like? Yeah. What is your relationship yeah. with yourself? And Party that's, that's where right. we start is not only just your physical vessel, your body um, and your fitness, but what what does your inner world look like? And how are yeah. you approaching that relationship to self? Totally. Well, and that's what I mean. You're, you're obviously speaking my language when it comes to that, because it's it's just like, I just don't see any way around not dealing with yourself first because it, you know, everything starts and stops with our minds and the story, like like you're saying, Chase, just the stories that are running there and the the narratives and the limiting beliefs. And if there's trauma, I mean, there's, there's so many different things. And if that is just left to, to compound and keep filling, you know, that mental room, I mean, you can't have space for others or you can, but it's messy, you know, or it's not, it's not what it can be, for example. Mm -hmm. Right. Or it's so, draining. Totally. Right. Yeah. Totally. And, and when I think, I think especially right now, oh, go ahead, Chase. I, I was just going to say, I think there's there's such a an emphasis to whether you're a, a male or a female to draft this like ideal partner or this ideal person for you. You know, I need a woman who X, Y, Z. I need a, I need a man who X, Y, Z. If write all those things down, go through that effort, write all those things down and let me flip it on its head and say, you're going to need to be able to look into the mirror and do all of those things for yourself before you can expect to receive that from somebody else. Totally. Totally. Well, and, and I think the other thing too, I mean, obviously there's, there's no, like, I'm trying to find the right words here. I mean, I think the relationships in general, I mean, they're, they're always important, but I think right now, which is there's even more stress on relationships. Like I've I've found it with with my own relationship with with my wife. Like it's it's really easy to fall into like an autopilot because there's just you know we we've got uh, a child in school that's now like we just got locked down again over here. So now there's like homeschooling mm-hmm. again for a couple of weeks. So you just it's so easy to fall into. We've got to get these things done that you know, for valid reasons, but then you fall into these routines where there's not much attention being put on the relationship, right? Mm-hmm. And you've got to actively, you know, try to do that, for example. And as we we're, spe- you know, speaking before hitting record, we've got a, a, a newborn right now too. So like, I feel like when the, when we're done dinner, finally get the little, the, the five-year-old to bed and it's around eight o'clock. I mean, she's kind of getting ready to go to bed. Cause there's, you know, she's feeding in the night. So it's like, there's these micro windows where we can actually connect yeah. as a couple again. Right. Yeah. And yeah, I realize this is a bit of a season obviously, but I also realize that, or I guess I, I fear that if left kind of undiscussed or if mm-hmm. we don't work on that, it could easily, you know, slip into some sort of autopilot that, yeah. you know, we know it doesn't lead in a good place. So totally. And, and, and we, although we don't have a child, sometimes we look at our business like it is uh, a <laughs> yeah. child yeah, and, and we'll similarly be going through work 90% of the day. And maybe there's, yeah. maybe there's a meal time and then it's like, Hey, we got 45 minutes before we probably fall asleep. How yeah. do we prioritize and nurture connection? These these things that we call magic bubbles, which uh, we're happy to def- define. Um, but it, but it's like they don't have to be these grand um, mm-hmm. moments of connection. I think oftentimes it's like, all right, you got to get that date night. You have to have date night to be a successful yeah. relationship, or you have to take these vacations, or or these ways that are they're sort of like marketed to all of us on how a healthy relationship should look. But it doesn't have to be that complex, no. and those things can be incredible. But yeah, investing in the small things, mm-hmm. the moments where I mentioned it, even starting the show, take note of and get really conscious around the moments where you lose that. Uh, anxiety about the future and all your to-dos and all the things that you have to do. Uh, Take note of the times that you're not sort of telling yourself a story from the past or through your programming where you just feel present, where you lose track of time, where you're you're laughing uncontrollably. Literally put a pin in those moments and start to invest in them. They can be so simple for us. That's literally sometimes 
listening to jazz music and drinking tea in the in the evening and we find ourselves giggling like we're 16 years old again yeah put a, put a pin in those moments and start to try to curate them instead of just happenstance randomly walking into them yeah totally i would add to that um sometimes on a busy day um and again, we're the first ones to say like a lot of what we talk about is probably going to change when we do have a child. So uh, we're very aware that it's it totally changes the game when you have other little beings around you all the time. But sometimes, you know, on a busy day when we're both doing our own thing and we're, we haven't looked in each other's eyeballs all day and it's now 5 p.m. and we're like, OK, what are we going to do for dinner? Honestly, sometimes the best part of my day is 30 seconds where Chase just grabs me and holds me. And then I pu we pull away and, and stare at each other in the eyes for 30 seconds. That little minute is so nutrient dense that mm -hmm. it almost like trumps a date night out where you go to a fancy dinner and you have a spread of like, it doesn't have to be fancy, like piggybacking on what Chase said, like, Maybe it's quality over quantity yeah. when you're in the season of, um, you know, having little kids and it, it, they're pulling on you and everything like that. Like I'm sure someone's listening right now where they're totally identifying where you're at. And um, I think that that's those little small things where it's just like looking at your partner in the eyes for 20 seconds. I, yeah. I challenge well, anybody. Right? Yeah. yeah. I challenge yeah. anybody stare at your significant other, even just a close friend in the eyeballs. This world is loaded with ways of trying to mask ourselves, makeup, hair, clothes. Yeah. Well, you can't bullshit the eyeballs. <laughs> and yeah. so if you want to stare into somebody's soul and have this empathetic experience, almost like you're on like MDMA or something, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 30 seconds staring at their eyeballs. And then it doesn't, that can be it, but it can be a, man, I love you. It can be something yeah. like that. And all of a sudden it's just your liquid. Yeah. And I would yeah. say too, like we're just going back and forth here. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I would good. say from the feminine perspective, um, when he does that, when he does something like that, that just like nourishes your soul and like, okay, I'm good for another 24 hours. Like tell him whether with your words, sometimes I'll literally say to Chase, like that was the best part of my day. And he knows mm. like that meant a lot to her. Yeah. Sometimes it's just a, mm, and like you make a noise that your partner knows, oh, she likes this a lot. So like from the fem feminine perspective, tell him, let him know, communicate to him that those little moments that you just created, that little magic bubble that you just created, it can be repeated. And I would love it if it was. Yeah, that's, that's an important point. So important. Hello, everyone. I first wanted to say thanks for being here, and I hope you're enjoying the show. I wanted to let you know if you're interested, I just launched the Better Questions newsletter designed to provide you with a consistent 15-minute opportunity to pause and think, because a pause leads to clarity and operating with intention where we all win and thrive. The newsletter is short, simple, and practical, providing you with three quality reflective prompts and mental fitness twice a month. But as always, I'll adjust the frequency based on your feedback. Never forget, at any point, you are always one question away from a completely different life or outcome. You can sign up over at BehindTheHuman.com, which will also give you a free preview of my debut book, Personal Socrates. BehindTheHuman.com. Now back to the show. Okay, I mean, the listeners are going to be forever pissed off me if I, I, I obviously, I have to ask, so what happened? But first, <laughs> two things, two things, we have to, we have to get into those, those magic bubbles uh, at one point. But first, you know, why don't you provide a bit of context, whatever, as much as you'd like, or as little as you'd like, but just, you know, kind of what happened to get you to this, this, yeah. this transformation and, and how you're so dialed into the work. Totally. We'll, we'll, we'll do our best to give you the abridged version. We're long-winded suckers, as you can already tell. <laughs> so uh, good luck. But And we have we, we actually have an episode on our show where we'll be doing a full, deep, like long deep yeah. dive to finally roll out our story, which has been a little okay. while in the, yeah. in the making. But the abridged version is, I mean, we are beautiful, fortunate childhood sweethearts who had a blissful relationship in the suburbs of America in the 90s and 2000s. You know, it's just like we're, we're spending summers at the lake, 
doing having nothing but fun. And we, we yeah. Megan's literally my first girlfriend, um, I, the first girl I ever kissed. And I, I've known her since I was 14, 15 years old. We've dated for we dated from age 16 on. And um, it was bliss. It was what I define as like the perfect high school romance. Like, I mean, what else would you add there? It was, yeah. it was like stereotypical. It was just pure love. It was it pure was. childlike, but the best way of, of childlike love. Yeah. So we and we, and we grew up in a, a relatively conservative Christian environment. Um, and we are, are highly encouraged to get married um, prior to living together. And that's just sure. a cultural kind of family emphasis. And yeah. so at the young age of uh, 22 or so, we um, decided to get married. And it's right after college. Uh, and, and where we grew up, it's called like the ring before spring. If, if you're dating somebody, you better propose <laughs> before you graduate uh, in the spring. I've and never heard that. Yeah, that's ring awesome. before spring. It's it's a real thing. <laughs> Wouldn't recommend it. Wouldn't recommend <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. it. Uh, so so we get married and we we're off. I'm um my my previous profession. I was a, a CPA, and so I jumped into a, a big firm and started traveling all over uh, the West Coast. Really, we moved to Seattle, Washington. And we're just, boom, immediately in adult life. And yeah. it was a host of stresses for me personally. Uh, we're in a new city where where Megan is left alone pretty consistently. And although she's crushing it, doing really well in like a dental hygiene profession, we spend, you know, one, two, three years of our marriage slowly taking about 10% uh, degrees of deviation away from mm. each other away from ourselves and who we were this foundation of just pure love of a relationship having zero tools on what adult relationship actually needs to look like in order to flourish and it leads to some some physical challenges both of our health was not optimal and ultimately just some real distance in mm -hmm. the relationship yeah, yeah. we we, I like to say that we spent the first two years of our marriage figuring out that we had nothing figured out. Yeah. And the 20s, like that time frame of like 20 to 30 is such an impactful time in people's lives. I'm sure everyone listening understands that like your 20s are for figuring out who the heck am I? What do I want to do in this life? What do I want to explore? What are my desires? What are my passions? Who do I want to be surrounded by? And a lot of that includes some mistakes. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that it can't work. I know that there are beautiful relationships where people get together at 21, 22, 23 years old, and they're together forever. And that's wonderful. I think for the majority of people, that's a really um, impactful and formative time where you're figuring yourself out. And so totally. be because we got together at such a young age in this very kind of um, sheltered Christ evangelical Christian lifestyle. Um, when we got into adulting and yeah. went, started going through some hard stuff and, and really um, going through some major stresses, we didn't have any tools for healthy and effective communication, which I mean, <laughs> it, it can really give you a lot of doubt in the, in the relationship itself. Even if you started out like we love each other, we are so committed to each other. Um, and that was us. But when you don't have those tools, you're, you probably are going to get to a place where you feel distant and where you totally. feel like I'll speak for myself. It felt like, well, the problem is outside of myself. The problem is with the relationship. The problem is because of chase or whatever. If we just separate, that's, the problem will be fixed. And that's a complete lie because I wasn't addressing anything inside of myself. Yeah. So, and and my, my yeah. solution was, you know, I'm sensing distance. I'm sensing, um, you know, this, this breaking in our relationship and with, with having no tools or, or awareness like we have now of how the masculine and the feminine dynamic work and are nurtured differently, I would just double down on what I was doing. Well, mm -hmm. I'm trying to make as most money as possible. I'm trying to be as successful as possible. Uh, that is what I need to do in order to provide, you know, stability, safety, and, um, you know, a reason for this relationship to continue on. So yeah. I work harder and more and exercise way more than I than is necessary or needed instead of, you know, spending time with my significant other. And so 
the distance just continues to grow and that's mm-hmm. it where, where Megan's solution ends up ultimately being, Hey, this, this isn't working. I, I, I get to the point where I think the solution for us is a move. And, you know, I'd always been loving Southern California and had this opportunity within the firm that I was working for to take a, a promotional like transfer opportunity. So I say, yes, kind of like, yes, we're doing this. This is going to save us. Yeah. But, but ultimately that leads to, to this kind of like tipping point of the relationship. Mm-hmm. So Chase moves down to San Diego um, and I stay up in Seattle and we, three months later, were legally divorced. Mm-hmm. And then we went through three years of, as you said in your intro, like a grand canyon of self-development. Like, okay, that's clearly not how you do it. How do you do it? I want to know. How did so- you get to that question though? Because like up until this point, and, and you know, I, I know you talked about how you have an episode in the works and you haven't shared the, the whole story. And uh, you definitely do have to share the whole story because I, I like so many people can resonate with this. Yeah. Right. And I, even myself, like so my wife and I, we were married. I should know this. I think we we're 22, 23. Um, and we often talk about like we are completely different yeah. humans just in the last six years with yeah leaving the corporate world, doing, you know, jumping into entrepreneurship. And we just talk about, wow, are we ever lucky that we actually evolved in the same way? Yeah. Yeah. And I really, I mean, you put in the work, but at the same time, there's some luck there. And I think a lot of what you're describing, I mean, it's, 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 it's not shocking that that happened and that could have Mm -hmm. happened to us as well. Cause you get onto this autopilot, especially in your twenties of, you know, accumulating, accumulating jobs, money, things, house, yeah. like, you know, yeah. you're just, you're accumulating. Right. And, 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 and you just keep going, keep going. And then, and then something explodes. Right. Yeah. So, so how, yeah. How did you get to that moment of, oh, maybe just, we weren't right for each other uh, versus we need to do some work and, and, and see where that goes. Yeah. I mean, I was, I was just so, it really was self-preservation, honestly, okay. um, because I was so ashamed of myself and felt so guilty that I wanted mm. to distance myself from the relationship. And what I portrayed externally was we are no longer a match I don't want to be in this when really the the conflict was inside of myself and feeling shame and guilt for how I carried myself in our relationship and the choice, some of the choices that I made. Um, so it was really more about self-preservation, but I kept it all inside. I didn't tell anyone yeah. that. So it wasn't this, um, you know, a uh, deep and profound path that I took where I was enlightened. It was, it was wanting to protect my pride really. Okay. Yeah. And, and for me, I was so tunnel visioned on, like you're saying, accumulate, follow the script of success, climb the ladder. Yeah. And eventually I'll be, pa- I'll be in pain right now for the benefit later. Yeah. Um, was so blindsided by the, um, request for separation and divorce. Didn't totally know how to handle it. And ultimately let my ego sort of take me in the direction of, well, I'm going to go off and crush it in this world and see all of this behind. Uh, kind of mm-hmm. leave all this behind. So yeah. I leave, I, I go to San Diego and and I do that. I work out harder than ever. I work harder than ever. I'm making more money. I'm, I'm you know, handsome, single for the first time in my entire life. And that lasts maybe a year before what ends up being my feedback, which is just a, a brick wall of exhaustion. So okay. I, I run into my own physical brick wall, uh, have what some call adrenal exhaustion or adrenal fatigue, Yep. Lose a ton of weight. Hormones are in the tank. And I have th- th- this moment of, holy shit, I'm not going to, I'm not going to make it through this without a drastic change. Yeah. So, so the question for me, and we might've even talked about it when we, we uh, podcasted yeah. earlier was, is this lifestyle sustainable? And yeah. The, the I clear, remember that prompt. clear yeah. answer was <laughs> hell no, man. So I had to make yeah. a major, major change. I, 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 changed my job. I got really into holistic health that include included a passion for medicinal mushrooms, which has led into what we do. Um, it included uh, a change in the way that I viewed. Um, I was very, I, I very, uh, against the Christian culture that I grew up with. Sure. Um, just a, a bitterness and a hatred towards that 
community and had distanced myself from any connection to a higher power at all. And, that, okay. and so I was just scientific materialist <clears throat> to okay. the T. I have some, and, and working with some plant medicine and some really incredible communities just had the experience of there's something greater than just Chase Ramey. And maybe it's love, maybe it's uh, some, you know, divine magical alien power. I don't know. And I'm never going to be able to get to the point where I'm, I'm actually uh, aware of what that is in a literal sense. But I feel like there's something else. Something. Yeah, I'm on the same page as you. With yeah. That. And yeah. so I just sort of found myself into this moment. I'm, I'm, I'm divorced. I'm finally dropping the, the bitterness and the, and the uh, baggage of this divorce. I start, I start practicing manifestation and meditation and just, just picturing the ideal version of myself, which includes not just forgiveness of my, my divorce and Megan, but actually to the point where I'm imagining myself hearing about Megan and her life and, and rooting for her. Um, and mm. so I, I continue to work through these various you know, uh, hurdles, roadblocks to get to this point where, you know, two and a half years after our divorce, I'm actually feeling better than ever. Like the first time I'm feeling like myself and, and, and Megan had a, a really crazy similar path. Yeah, yeah we are. <laughs> Once we got back together and told each other the stories, it was like, whoa, the timelines were like exact. They were just completely separate from each other. And so I, same, went through a rock bottom with my physical health and emotional health, spiritual health, everything. And then started getting into more medicinal mushroom work and learning and and really like providing myself. um, Well, the tipping point question, the prompt that we talked about, I think when we interviewed you was, if I fully loved myself, what would I do? Because at that point, like I mentioned, like I had so much like hate and guilt inside of me for myself that I didn't love myself and I was telling myself horrible things. And so I, you know, was acting from this question, okay, well, what would I do if I did love myself? Well, I'd probably stay home. I'd, I'd probably stop drinking as much. I'd probably, you know, work on myself. I'd probably start journaling. So I started doing these things and I started healing, go figure. And I started <laughs> talking to myself in a different way and aligning with certain more healthy relationships finally. And then you know, uh, about a year goes by of this intense work. And Chase and I are find ourselves going to this. um, Well, we actually met up December 23rd, 2018, um, just as a mutual, just very platonic coffee meetup. And it turned into three. How did that feel? It was, Was it was very surreal. Okay. It was trippy. very surreal. Yeah. Um, but we were, it was not like, oh, are we going to get back together? Oh, I wish this, I wish that. It was very much just like, I want to make sure you're good. Let's, what's your life been like? It was just very platonic. Uh, oddly enough, okay. medicinal mushrooms had been, I, I'd left uh, public public finance and, and left my consulting job and ha- started a, a, I joined a startup in San Diego in the health and wellness space. And they're doing uh, superfoods that have medicinal mushrooms and everything. Megan, completely independent of me, and we hadn't talked in two years, uh, finds profound breakthrough through this incredible shiitake mushroom derivative called AHCC, which we now have a product of and, and sell. And when we finally exchange a couple text messages um, years after the divorce, we're like, whoa, you're you're into this stuff too? So we, we decide wow. to essentially meet up um, after having some really fun conversations around the health and wellness space and just decide like, Hey, I'm, I'm home for the holidays. You know, you're in town. I'd love to, I'd love to catch up. And for me, it was this way of being like, all right, man, you've been practicing all these things. If you're so woke, yeah. you, you can go, <laughs> you can go show up to this and have it be, um, really, really beautiful and, and unattached to the baggage. Mm-hmm. So okay. yeah, that's what we did. We met up for coffee and it turned into three and a half hours of just pleasant talking and catching up. And then it was really like, oh my God, for me, I was like, I didn't know that I missed his soul this much. And then from there, a few months later, we went to a, a big expo. It was called Expo West, big okay. natural foods um convention and we spent three days together and um by the end of it he grabbed my face and looked in my eyes and 
kissed me. Full circle. <laughs> and yeah. told me he loved me and I said it back. And then from then, uh, seven months later, I was moving in to his San Diego condo. And that was, now we're in part two. Amazing. Well, thank you. I mean, yeah. You know, thanks for, for, for drudging up some of the details because I mean, I'm sure it's, it's still, I know you value the experience and you've gone through it and all that, but it's still, I mean, there's emotions evolved and yeah. I, I'm sure there's a lot of detail there of a lot of pain as well that, uh, were, were, was happening in those moments. So I appreciate the, the, the vulnerability. And also because, I mean, there's so many people out there that I'm sure can relate. Right. Yeah. And I mean, this is what's so exciting. I think again, with the work that the two of you are doing and, and continue to share and, and so forth. And then, uh, like I said, the link up with your, just us individually and our health is just so important. Mm -hmm. Right. I have to ask, I mean, and, and please share other things as well, but just last time we spoke, I know you, cause it was during the, the time of the book launch, personal Socrates, and you both were journaling together or, or separately than having those conversations about the prompts, like how, how did that go? And is that something, is there a derivative of the, of a practice like that, that's, that continues to be a part of your uh, rituals. Yeah, we, we, we so thoroughly loved that process and it was so aligned with everything that we value because uh, we, we have a practice of whether it's our own independent study and meditation or reading yep. uh, and we always bring it back to each other, whether that's through dinner, whether that's through even just 10 to 20 minute sessions in the morning of like, hey, I was reading this this morning or I was listening to this this morning. And, and personal Socrates was the perfect medium for nurturing that already built practice for us where we're able to, we read out loud to each other in the evenings a few times a week. And so okay. we're, we're doing that by chapter and then using the prompts as discussion or mm -hmm. using the prompts for our own independent journaling. So <laughs> absolutely loved that process through the, through the book reading, but have similarly taken that into uh, the way that we think about anything that we're coming up uh, on, whether that's through our business or through our life is drilling into like, Hey, what's the question actually being asked here? Let's, yeah. let's, let's define that together, reflect on it. And maybe we can come back and uh, with our, whether that's our answers or whether that's through further breakthroughs, just from the simple reframe of what's the real question mm -hmm. here. And so it's mm -hmm. been, it's been a beautiful structure for us. It's, it's such a gift to be able to grow and expand alongside a partner you love so much because I think a lot of people start this process for themselves, which is so wonderful. And they wish that their partner was in it with them. And I hear mm -hmm. that a lot yeah. from women, a lot, because especially in the relationship space, usually it's the woman who's taking the extra step to yeah. improve or to go deeper into uh, their relationship or into the connection. And so I hear that a lot from women. That's like, I wish my partner did this work with me. I wish that my partner was interested in this. And so if you do have a partner who is, you know, maybe you're not neck and neck, but you're into your own individual growth um, at the same time, being able to share that with each other is so wonderful. Not only are you learning what they're learning too, it's like I'm in, you're involving me in your life we're also, I'm also going to learn a little bit of what, uh, what you're learning and we can almost learn at double speed, double time. Yeah. But then also the relationship, it adds to, it adds um, nourishment to the actual relationship where you're able to talk about these deeper concepts with each other. And yeah. your book is absolutely such a great template for that. It's really, um, I would say, um, I mean this in the best way possible, but it's deep yet benign. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Where it no, doesn't feel that. scary. Like yeah. some self-development work feels really like invasive and scary. Or threatening. And, yeah. Like I think for the masculine, totally. especially, uh, there is this in the self-development space and the relationship space, there's this threat to all of the advice that indicates indirectly that you're not enough. And mm -hmm. that is not what especially or you're not doing the it masculine right. wants to hear. Yeah. So there's yeah. something about your framework and it's the questions that are so disarming. It allows an opportunity for almost to be like a create your own adventure style way to self-development that I think really engages the, the innate masculine, especially to just participate, mm -hmm. which is, can, can be, can 
lead right into some of the biggest challenges in a relationship, which is oftentimes, sorry, guys, the feminine trying to recruit the masculine into working on it. Mm-hmm. Totally. Totally. Well, I have to, first of all, thank you for the, the the kind words. And I have to say, I don't think I told you this, but I mean, I, I never wrote the book with the intention uh, for couples to go th- through it or partners or anything like that. And you were the first, since, since our conversations, there have been others that mm-hmm. where that's come up, but you were the, the first to express that. And, and actually just last night, my wife and I, uh, it's not even a, a prompt that's in the book, but it was because of how you were using the book we sat down and we individually, this was from a, a podcast with Tim Ferriss and, and Ramit uh, Sethi mm. on money and just like reframing your relationship with, with money. And the, the prompt was, uh, what does my rich life look like? Mm. And, and, you know, we went through it individually. And then we, last night we had a conversation and we're like, wow, it's our, our answers are actually pretty similar mm. in, in the terms, in, in, in the sense of what's important and what that would feel like. And, you know, and just, I think having a conversation, and this is where where you inspired me, to have that conversation and feel like it's positive and exciting and that we're learning and sharing together versus what in the past for me at least, and I think this is probably uh, similar for other um, men out there or on the masculine energy, I should say, it feels confrontational, right? It's like, oh, we're sitting down, we're going to, we got to, blow some shit up and fix right. things right. <laughs> yeah. essentially right yeah. right which last night it w- wasn't at all that it was like oh cool like let's this is what we're striving for then yeah. let's, mm-hmm. i'm glad we had this conversation so anyway yeah. i just wanted to thank the two of you because yeah. that use case wasn't in yeah. my mind i love that <laughs> so, i was gonna just add you know something uh for both parties, masculine and feminine, but if you are opening up dialogue for growth opportunities or just these prompts that we're talking about, whether you're using personal Socrates or another book or whatever it is, another prompt in some way, whatever your partner offers as their insight or whatever they got from it or the dialogue, only come to the table with safety and like an energy of like, wow, that's awesome. Um, Zero shame, zero guilt, zero criticism of whatever they're getting out of the material or whatever. If you want your partner to want to do that again and more, um, then whatever they're coming to the, like be energetically safe for your partner and whatever they have to offer. Okay. I love it. Um, we're getting close to, to our time, which, I mean, I feel like, I think I said this on your show, we could speak for hours, so, <laughs> yeah. uh, but I want to respect uh, your time. So I'll, I'll, I'll start wrapping up. But one, one of the questions I did want to ask you both is just, like, what's something this year that's, that's left that you want to try, whether that's individually or together, whether that's, uh, you know, mental fitness related or health? I mean, it doesn't matter. I'm just, just, things that are on your mind and like, you know what, I really want to try this and, Mm. you know, for this reason. I have one right away that I started uh, two days ago or three days ago, the beginning of the new year. Um, So I have this really sacred time in the morning um, by myself. And it's usually a combination of reading a spiritual book right now. It's uh, Christina Rice's book. Um, yeah. manifestation, uh, mastery. And so I'm reading that book and usually asking myself questions, journaling, listening to like Tibetan bowls. <laughs> it's just yeah. a very like still and, and quiet time. And I, that's my time to connect with my soul. But sometimes these bad habits of like opening my phone and jumping on Instagram trickled in. And so for the last half of this year, I noticed that I was I was really getting really distracted and I was not spending as much time in connection with my soul. And so I was like, okay, January one, I'm not touching my phone other than just to turn on the music that I want to listen to. And oh my gosh, in three days, having that like, okay, it's completely off limits. I'm setting a boundary for myself. I am going to do this as long as I can and really like my own masculine energy setting a container for this feminine flowiness, this connection to my soul that I want to feel like sometimes that 
masculine energy needs to take care of our own feminine energy. And that's exactly what I did. And so that's something that I'm trying Mm -hmm. and I love it. Um, I'm, I'm in on it and I can already tell that I'm getting deeper insights and I'm going deeper with myself in that morning time. Because I mean, if you open Instagram, you're hit immediately with divisiveness and the other them versus me or whatever it is. And it's, it's really like jarring to the nervous system. It puts you on the defense automatically yeah, right out of the gate. Yeah. And when you're in that like uh, fight or flight mode, like you're, you're not as in tune. I'm not as in tune with my own soul. So that's something that I am trying this year. And so far I'm just loving it. Yeah. It's amazing. Just, just to add to that, uh, just before you jump in, Chase, just because I, I also struggled with that at one point. I mean, a couple of years ago, the, the shift that I made on my phone was, uh, and it's still like this today, all of those like attention seeking apps and whatnot are three screens deep on my phone. So that when, cause same, Mm. same, same thing as you, I like to have some sort of relaxing music to start the day, whether I'm journaling or reading or whatever it is and often or even i've been doing a lot of guided breath work but it's all on my phone so the first screen though of my phone is purely health and wellness mm. and like spotify is there and there's meditation apps there's journaling apps like whatever it is right there's fasting apps like yeah. it's all there and that's it so there's you, you land there and it's there's there's nothing that you're you're not doing that is 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 within your control. For example, yes. Anyway, I found yeah. that helpful. Yeah, uh, I I love, I that. love that. And you're, it's a it's a little thing, but it's actually a big thing because Huge. it's it's a small habit that is it adds up over time in a way that you can't even anticipate. Yeah, it's that it's that compounding yeah. self interest idea. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. What about you, Chase? Uh, it's it's pretty simple as well. It's um we choose a, a word or a theme for every year. And uh, my choice this year was the word decompress. Um, Ooh, I like that. I am somebody who does things very fast. I'm, I'm getting up at three to four in the morning and starting my very productive day immediately. Uh, I, I, <laughs> there have been long periods of my time where I've said, I'm going to say yes to everything, literally everything that comes across my plate. Cause I want to experience it all. Um, I'm ready to slow down a little bit at uh, 31 now and decompress means to me just slower to get out of bed, slower in the way that I work out, in the way that I walk even, uh, slower to responding, whether that be for work, whether that be through um, what I'm triggered by and just taking a minute to be still and then just Mm -hmm. listening and and what what comes out of that. So... I'm, what is it, five days into 2022, trying to decompress. I I feel pretty nice. I'm sure I'll be tested further. But for me, it's literally slow down, man. Slow down. Yeah. But it's so nice to, for for anyone listening that, you know, hasn't explored setting a one-word theme or some sort of theme to the year, I'm just amazed at how impactful one word can be, Mm -hmm. right? Because like, you're right. I mean, obviously you'll, you'll be, you'll be tasked or challenged throughout the year and it's, you're human and it's life happens, but just setting that, that intention, it, it's there. It's yeah. in the subconscious. Right. And I, I really resonate with the walking. Like I, <laughs> I know, I know my day is too busy when I'm walking as if like the house is about to <laughs> yeah. catch fire. I'm like, what's happening yeah. here? Like Olympic speed walker. Yeah. Right. Chase and I will go for a walk usually to end our day and to kind of talk and we'll walk to the grocery store and stuff. And sometimes I'll literally, and I'm a fast walker too. And sometimes I'm like, babe, I'm like running, trying to keep up with you. (laughs) Oh, sorry. Okay. And and I'm spouting information. It's just like, I can't stop talking and thinking and processing and producing. So I'll be like, I can't stop right now. So I apologize. Just let it happen. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're no, you usually you do respond. You're like, oh, okay, sorry. Like yeah. you, you do respond. Oh man. Well, this has been so fun. Uh, well, we definitely have to do it again. Yeah. And uh, who knows what else, but I mean, there's just so much alignment with, I think how we, we, we see things and how we also want to help people mm-hmm. um, as much, as much as we can, as we're, as we're all learning and going down this path ourselves. Right. So um, where can people follow along? be a part of, of your work and everything in between. 
Um, you can follow us or me on Instagram. Uh, it's Mimi underscore the medicine and medicine has no E on the end right away. You know, it's a different type of medicine and you can find all of our stuff on themedicine.com. Yeah. And that's uh, social media. That's uh, the sign up for the course Deep Love. Um, that's our podcast. Everything is on themedicine.com. And we also have um, what's called the Medicine Cabinet, where we include our favorite tried and true health products, foods, and supplements that we use and love in our own lives. So it's kind of fun to peruse through that and, and see if there's something that calls to your soul. Yeah. Well, yeah. I can attest to that. I, I, <laughs> I told you I wanted to, to talk about, we ran out of time, but like I was sucked in on that section. It's just really, <laughs> it's really well done. And you know, the, the other thing is there's so much out there. Yeah. Um, especially when it comes to different supplements and so forth and products and whatnot, that it's just nice to, to know that, you know, knowing you and, and people can jump into your show and stuff like that, knowing that you've tried this stuff, right? right. And, and we're, we're yeah. trying it. Right. We say at least 30 days of trying. Um, most of the time it's 60 to 90. And mm -hmm. then we, we have to get to know the founders or the business themselves on a personal level if we're going to put it on the site. So Yeah, and it has yeah. to really add to our lives. It has to significantly yeah. impact our lives um, before we're going to, you know, attach our name to it. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Amazing. Well, thank you so much uh, for A, coming on the show and in your time today. Uh, but then a bigger thank you for just showing up every day. Um, helping other people and being vulnerable yourself with your stories and sharing all of that. I mean, it's just, it's a, it's, it's a lot. And I know you're both very motivated and doing everything possible uh, to help others, but I hope you're giving yourself some nice pats on the back as well because you deserve it. <laughs> uh, thank you. Thank, my thank you. We are so grateful to be aligned with you in this life. Um, yep. You're definitely a, a gem to know. Received. I'm trying. That's my, that's my intention for the year. Just say thank you. Yeah, I appreciate love it. it. <laughs>